in a world where biblical truth has been modeled, Triumphant in Christ podcast is aimed at building hope, strengthening, inspiring, and unraveling the mysteries of faith, the Christian faith, and most importantly, restoring the old paths of Christian faith. But thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and manifests through her the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14. Welcome to Triumphant in Christ. Hello, welcome back to Triumphant in Christ podcast. And on this seventh episode of Know Your Weapon, we'll be looking at the believer's authority as part of our weapons of warfare. Well, in the past, we've looked at out of the Zen when there is a stronghold. And how do we win the battle against the strongholds? Part of the weapons of warfare that we've looked at is the word of God, the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, praise and prayer. Today we'll be looking at authority. What is authority? Authority is from the Greek word exousia and it means delegated power. The right to use power. It means jurisdiction. You've been given a place to use your power. Authority is different from power. Someone can have power and not have authority to use that power. Authority is permission to use power. God has given us permission to use the power in the name of Jesus. So we have authority in our lives and we need to understand where exactly we have authority you know Greg glory once said as believers we can have boldness and authority not because of who we are but because of whose we are Jesus is our strength all that we have in God is because of Jesus he is our righteousness if God is to look at us we cannot stand but when God looks at us, he sees Jesus on that cross. He sees the blood. And that's the only time he can look at us. So everything that we have has been purchased by the blood of Jesus. That is where our authority lies. Our authority, our power is in the name of Jesus. But I want to read certain scriptures for us looking at our authority today. In Exodus chapter 12 verse 11, when God was given the instruction of how, to, how the Israelites were to come out of Egypt, this was the instruction for the Passover. In verse 11 of Exodus 12, the word of God says, And thus you shall eat it, with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand. And your staff in your hand, and you will eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. You shall eat it with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, your staff in your hand, and you will eat it in haste. Why? It is the Lord's Passover. Now, the way the Jewish garment is, when they are ready for travel, there is a way they pull up the garment and they will tie it. And it comes out to look something like a jumpsuit. They will tie it round their waist. They pull it up in between their knees, um, split it into two and tie it round the waist. That's what it was saying here. And every time a Jewish person does that, it shows they are ready for travel. They are ready for movement. They are ready for flight. They are ready for fight. And God was saying to them, before you hit the Passover, this is the way you should be. Be ready for motion. Eat it with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand. But do you know this is mentioned somewhere else in scriptures? 
in Ephesians chapter 6, Paul was making reference to this. He said to them, put on the whole hammer of God. And right here in Exodus, he says, it is the Lord's Passover. It is the hammer of God is the Lord's Passover. It said that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Ephesians 6 verse 11. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take out the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. It says, Stand therefore, having guarded your waist with roots. Remember Exodus 12, 11 says, Have your loins guarded, get ready, tie your waist, Put on the word of God. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness, your salvation is important. Where do you stand? Are you in Christ? You know, on this journey, I keep saying it with each episode. You need to be in Christ to be able to use any weapon of warfare that we are talking about. You do not have a right to the name of Jesus if you do not belong to the family of God. You've got to be a part of the family. You don't have the right to the blood of Jesus if you are not covered by the blood. It is by salvation we give God the permission to be God in our lives. Yes, that's the time we give him that permission to be our God. And God can only work in our lives to the extent that we allow him to work in our lives. God will not bypass your will. God will not outrun your will. No, God will work in line with your will. You have to come to that place of willingness, allowing him to work and be God in your life. So if you have been struggling with God, I want to say to you today, release yourself. Stop struggling. Let God be God in your life. Let him be God in your situation. Verse 14 says, Stand therefore, having guarded your waist with fruit, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Look at this. Back to Exodus 12, 11. It says, Have your loins guarded, your shoes on your feet. And Paul is saying the same here. Put on your shoes. What does it mean to put on your shoes? Put on your shoes. Be ready for fight. Be ready for battle. Be ready for flight. Be ready for travel. Be ready for movement. And it says, Paul said here, is the armor of God. Take up the whole armor of God. The word of God says, Exodus eleven twelve. It is the Lord's Passover. It is the Lord's Passover. Oh my goodness. There is a revelation here that you need to understand. The word of God is powerful and all of your weapons is in the word of god our weapons are not fleshly weapons they are not physical weapons because we are not fighting a physical battle our weapons are in our mouths they are on our knees our weapons are the word of god and prayer when you look at everything the bible is talking about in exodus 12 11 and ephesians 6 um, 10 to 18 you will see that everything is in the word of God. Talk about righteousness. Talk about salvation. Talk about the shield of it. Talk about the sword of the spirit. It's all in the word of God and prayer. And even our authority, we need to know the scope where would we have authority? We need to understand the scope of our authority. And the word of God defines the parameters. It defines the scope of our authority. So we cannot exercise authority outside the place where God has given us authority. For instance, as a mother, I've got authority over my home. I've got authority over my children and my husband. In in, in terms that 
I've got authority to pray for them, to stand in the gap for them in the house. As a minister of God, I've got authority to stand in the gap for the people that God has put under my care because I've got to watch over them and pray for them to be sure that they are living in line with the will of God and they are enjoying the blessings of God. So I've got authority in those areas. Like they are, It's like someone is holding your watch. Imagine you being a watchman over a house. You've got authority in the house in that moment because you've been put at the gate to watch over the house so that the people in the house are safe. So as a mother, I've got authority over my home. I've been put as a watchman here and nothing bad, nothing evil must happen to those that have been put under my watch. So I've got to watch as a watchman and I have authority to use the weapons that God has given me. That's my authority. I understand the scope of my authority. See, there are dangers when we try to operate outside the scope of our authority. Yes, we are children of God. Yes, God has given us powers. Christ said in Luke 10, 19, Behold, I give unto you powers to tread upon snakes and scorpions and overhaul the power of the enemy. And you would wonder, what is it talking about? Did you notice that I've given you power and nothing to tread upon, to walk upon? What do you use to walk? Your feet. Why did he say in Exodus 12, 11, put on your shoes? Paul said it in Ephesians 6. Is that 15? Yes, 15. Put on your shoes. Have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. What does it really mean? It's saying to you, put on your authority. Stand where you have authority. Without your shoes, you have no authority. Putting on your shoes spiritually significantly means that put on your authority. Make sure you are standing in the place where you have authority. Make sure what you are praying for is a place where you have authority. Stand in your place. That is what it means. Put on your shoes. Stand in your place. Stand in your place. In in the Hebrew, your shoes, the note signifies your power, your possession, your inheritance. As long as you have your feet short, then you are ready to tread. If you do not have your feet short, you are not ready to tread. Do you have your feet short? Do you have your feet guarded? Are you standing in the authority that Christ has given you? Back to Luke 10, 19, Jesus said, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions. I give you power. The power is the shoes to tread on because without the power, you cannot tread. Without the power, you cannot cast. Without the power, you cannot tread. As Christ giving you authority in that area, where you are trying to wage a warfare. If it is not your life, the person you are praying for, do you have authority over them? Has Christ given you that permission? Has God given you that permission? You know, there are some things we need to understand talking about spiritual warfare. If you're praying for yourself or your family, you've got that right. You've got that authority. You can stand in the gap anytime, anyhow. If you're not a spiritual leader, don't just go into places and be saying you take authority over this and over that. We need to understand the principles that operate in the realm of the spirit. Do you have authority over that thing? Have you been given the permission to exercise power in that thing? You know, sometimes as believers, one of the mistakes we make is that when we hear of things, we jump into prayer without asking God, without seeking God's face. What exactly is happening in this area? And when God shows you, we need to also ask, Lord, should is this for me? to face. Is this for me to face? It's not every battle you are called to fight. Some battles is not yours. You've just got to live it. If it is not concerning your life or those under your watch, 
except the Lord tells you to fight that battle, you don't have to go in there so that you do not become casualty of warfare. I remember reading a book by John Paul Jackson and I even listened to him on the, on a video and message and he was sharing about how some believers have been living in bondage because they've been fighting where they have not been called to fight. We need to understand the scope of our spiritual authority. And the whole testament, only the high priest is permitted to go into the holies of holies. And he goes in with his garments, with his full garment, with a, with a belt tied to his sash. And the purpose of the bell is that when he's walking around, they can hear the bell ringing. They know he's still alive. But if he falls in there, they will hear the bell ringing again. That means there is sin in his life and it got, he can't stand before God's presence. And they will use his sash to pull him out. See, if you're not a high priest and you go into that place, you're going to fall down dead. You don't even need a bell. Even if you, even if you have the complete high priest garment and you go in, because you do not have authority to operate in that office, you are going to fall in dead. Many times believers have fallen dead on the battlefronts because they do not have authority where they have fighting. Has God given you a authority in that area you don't just go into people's lives and be saying i bind and i cast and i do all kinds of things what if they choose for those things to remain in their lives we need to understand the parameters the scope of our authority you don't just walk into a city and say you bind and cast when the powers when the principal when the demons actually there have not come into your space we need to say even when christ came into places he cast out demons where he saw them manifesting. Do you know the spirit that are operating in the hair every day? You have no clue. So we don't just go about the street and say, I bind and I cast. What's your business? As a child of God, you come into a place, light will shine. The word of God says, the light shines in darkness and darkness cannot comprehend it. The light that you carry is enough to chase demons. It's enough to chase powers. You don't need to come and start shouting, I bind and I cast. You carry light. When you come, they will be dismissed. They will, they will start to run. That's what they did when they saw Jesus. They screamed, have you come to send us out without him? saying anything so if truly you carry the anointing the presence of the holy ghost in you you come into a place i tell you sincerely they are going to flee don't just go into territories where god has not sent you and be saying you bind you cast opening up yourself for the enemy to attack it is not the will of god for is for god's children to be afflicted by the enemy god has given us authority yes god has given us that power to use yes but we need to understand the scope the parameters of our power when do we use it how do we use it these are the things that we need to pay attention to in the story of the israelite you know god said to them have your loins girded you don't use your authority without the word of god your authority works in line with your obedience if you're not obedient to God's word, if you're not living in holiness and humility to the Father, your authority cannot work. The enemy will find those loopholes and he will attack them. You've got to be sure that you are covered by the, in the word of God. Your authority will work to the degree that you yourself, you are working with God. Your authority will work to the degree that you yourself, you are working with God. So are you working with the Lord? Are you working in line with God? These are the things we need to consider when we are talking about spiritual warfare. Authority. We have authority, yes. But where do you have that authority? Make sure to use your authority in the place that Christ has given you the permission to use your authority. You see, the, the, your shoes, your feet also signifies that you, you, you have the dominion in a place dominion your faith signifies dominion in joshua 10 24 you know joshua said to to the to his soldiers to put their feet on the neck of the five kings let me read this for you joshua 10 24 and 25 so it was when they brought out those kings to joshua that joshua called for all the men of israel and said to the captains of the men of war who went with him come near put your feet authority 
on the necks of those kings. And they drew near and pulled their feet on their necks. And look at this. Then Joshua said to them, Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. Be strong and of good courage. For thus the Lord will do to all your enemies against whom you fight. If God has given you permission to operate in a certain level, in a certain place, do not be afraid. You've got that authority. Go ahead and exercise authority for God is truly with you. But if God has not given you permission to do something, to take up something, do not do it. When you do it, you open up yourself for the enemy to attack. But where you have God's word, come on, go ahead. If you can find it in the word of God, go ahead, go for it. Take hold of that word and exercise your authority in Christ until you see the thing you are praying for manifest. Do not give up on the on the platform of prayer of prayer Chira, I want to say again never never ever use your authority where you have not been given the permission to do so you see the devil is powerful yes but he does not have authority over you he only has the permission that you give him in your life so don't give the enemy a foothold in your life don't give him that permission don't allow the enemy to take charge in your life by opening up yourself walk in line with the authority walk under the authority that god has given you and you are sure to be covered in whatever you are praying for even as you pray for breakthrough for yourself for people around you you know i know you may be moved with compassion because you hear some things yeah but if they are under your watch you have the authority go ahead and pray for their breakthrough but if they are not under your watch, please seek God's face before you take up some things. Yes, God. You know, as children of God, God has given us authority to tread upon the works of the enemy. That means the enemy is under our feet as children of God. Yes. But how then can the enemy, how then can devil gain authority over a child of God? It is true temptation. That's what he did in the Garden of Eden. He tempted Adam and Eve until their fence was broken down and he was able to take authority from them. When you fall into the trap of the enemy, when you fall into the temptation set up by the enemy, you lose your authority. And then the enemy can come in and do all kinds of things that he wants to do. Beware of the tactics of the enemy. Beware of his temptations. Do not give room to the enemy. Don't give room. Don't fall into that temptation. You've got to watch in prayer. Watch prayerfully and be sure to stand in the place that God has given you to stand. Don't give the enemy a foothold in your life and you will see him flee. Has God given you authority in a particular area and you are seeing stronghold in that area? Go ahead and exercise your authority. Definitely, you have authority over your own life. Don't forget that. You have authority over the lives of people under your watch to pray for them. I don't mean authority to manipulate them. No, I mean authority to pray and see the blessings of God manifest in their life. Authority to pray and see them enter into the purposes of God. Just like Moses had authority to tell the Israelites, let's do this, let's do that, to move in line with God's purpose. You have the authority for those that God has placed under you. Maybe your family, your siblings, you know, such things or even those that have been placed under your spiritual watch. You pray for them. You have the authority in prayer. But when you don't have authority, please don't go ahead and take up warfare that is not yours. It is not all the battles you fight. One of the hardest is they say, 
where I come from is that it is he who knows how to run from battlefront that would be back to fight another day. Some battles you just need to withdraw and go back and seek God's face. Lord, is this your will? Do you want me to take this hope? Do you want me to pray really and stand in for this person? If God has given you a go ahead, why not go ahead and get that thing done? Christ is with you. You have won already on the cross. It is what God has given you authority over that you have won already. What God has not given you authority over, I'm afraid. That battle is not yours to fight. It's better to leave it and pray for God to intervene at the time that is right. Also know that the battles in the heavenlies, really, they are not ours. We pray right here on it. You have a spirit. Yes, yes, yes. Man, you have a spirit. You have a spirit, but you also have a body. Without that body, you're not permitted to be right here on it. On earth, you have that dominion. But in the heavenly, you need the powers. You need the power of God. You need the angels of God to work for you. So as you pray, God makes his angels available to walk in the heavenlies. Remember, Daniel was praying on earth, but he never knew the battle was going on in the heavenlies. Daniel was praying 21 days. He didn't know that angel Michael was fighting for him in the heavenlies. He didn't know Gabriel had been held back for 21 days until Gabriel came and told him. So you keep praying, persist on the altar of prayer in those areas that you have authority. And don't worry, your breakthrough will come. The blessings will come. The deliverance will come. Whatever you're praying for, you will definitely see it happen. Because God will release angels who will fight those battles in the heavenlies. But you do not give up on the altar of prayer. Wow. I hope this is a blessing to you. I hope you got something new, knowing that you have authority in certain areas. And you need to know where you have your authority. Definitely you have authority over your life. That's not a, a, a thing to contemplate. You have authority. So go ahead and pray. Whatever you don't want to see, you don't watch. So rebuke what you don't want to see and pray for the manifestation of the things that you want to see. Thank you for joining me once again on this journey of Know Your Weapons. I'll be back again next week to tell you more on Know Your Weapons, the series of spiritual warfare. But in the meantime, go ahead, digest this, prayerfully consider the things I've shared with you and engage them in your prayers. Also look out for daily episodes of Praying Psalms with Teresa. And I'm sure that has been a blessing. I've heard amazing praise reports in this past week. How the praying psalms has been speaking to people's situation in that season, in the very season that they are in. I'm thankful to God to be, it's a privilege for me to be able to do this and be a blessing to people, to my friends and families. Thank you so much for everyone that's been encouraging me on this journey. I truly appreciate your prayers and support. Thank you. God bless you. Bye for now.